and welcome into In the Mix with Mike, episode number 13 tonight. Joined by my great co-host, Jose. What's up? We're here. Just me and you tonight locking in. Let's lock in. Here on a Monday, we're recording this in the embassy, in the cut. Uh, we got the Bills and the Titans game going on right now. The Eagles and the Vikings game on after. But uh, we're going to do the week two recap yesterday. We're going to cover a little bit of music. And uh, we're just going to kick in and talk about what's what's going on. So, uh, Jose, let's, let's do it. Who do you have tonight? Uh, in these games, I'm going to take... I'll go to Bills at, at home. I'll take Buffalo, and uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles, of course. I'm going Bills and uh, Vikings. Ah, oh, come on. Just to make it interesting Go, Birds. Tonight. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I got to rough you guys up. Uh, any uh, any kind of bets you, you place in there tonight? I, I brought back Vandal to all the listeners out there. Yeah, let me see who I got tonight. Yeah, let me know. I took, um, I took Thielen to score. A.J. Brown for the Eagles. In this game, I think I took Henry. And... Uh, I think like I took an Eagles spread. We'll see how that how I that goes. I got Jalen Hurts two hundred plus. Okay. Got Kirk Cousins two twenty five plus. I have Jalen rushing for twenty five. Adrian Brown for sixty yards. Adam Thielen for forty yards. Justin Jefferson for sixty. I got Minnesota money line. Justin Jefferson for a touchdown. Kirk Cousins at uh two seventy four to cover. And Josh Allen for two fifty. Got you. Okay. Okay. So a little bit of a longer parlay, but we'll see how yeah. that works. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Like we were just talking about it before we just came on the air. Like it's weird because they never really play two Monday night football games at similar times. They used to just be like seven o'clock and then ten. Like they'll get that West Coast matchup, but it's seven o'clock and eight thirty. The games are on. You know, that's a little that's a little different. <laughs> like. The Eagles obviously still in the East Coast time in, in yeah. Philadelphia and also Buffalo in the East Coast time. So we have two games going on at once. Obviously, we'll just be watching you know, one once that one comes on at 8.30. But, uh, they need all those ratings they could take, bro. Hey, I'm, hey yeah, I don't, I don't mind win. two games on yeah, three. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind we, this. We win, so it doesn't really matter. As long as they, go put, they put good matchups on, on like Mondays. Yeah. Because like, I feel like... Thursday night football, like they started to like slack on the schedule. Yeah. Instead of having like big primetime games, they were just giving us fillings. Yeah. Which I understand, but you know, give us these good games on the on the day where only two teams play. Facts. Keep the 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 regular games on Sunday where yeah. you can just skim through and you know watch every single game. Excuse me, but make sure they're like yeah must see games. Or just like you were mentioning where the NFL should have where everyone plays each other at least once. Hmm. They can add that on Mondays. Yeah. I see I see what you mean, yeah. All the different matchups and whatnot. We could Hubes in the cut. What up, player? Are you feeling Hubes? But um very excited for the games tonight. Let's cover yesterday's game. A lot of games to get to. Um is there one in particular that you want to start with? Yeah, Kyler Murray. Okay, okay. We're gonna start with the with the Cardinals and the Raiders. What a game that was. Twenty nine twenty three. Kyler Murray just finding a way on the two point conversion. He put a ball in a window that only a <laughs> golf ball can get in. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. With the time running on a two uh two point conversion to put him up. Yeah. His offensive line was just nasty. And it was it was great because not only was he putting on a great offensive performance. Yeah. But the uh, the Raiders' defense was just stopping him. Like, every time he threw the ball, he, they got to stop. Once he started to run, that was the only way he was able to move the ball and, you know, make more time to get an open receiver. But no one got open because the Raiders was just on their ass. Like, yeah. great defensive game on the Raiders' part. But, you know, he's a stud, man. You can't catch him. He's fast. Yeah. And at any given moment, he can rip that ball out his hand. And that's what he did. He sat in that pocket. He's like, I'm going to look for a throw. I'm not trying to rush it in mm-hmm. for the two-point conversion because he, prior to that play, he rushed it in for the touchdown. Yeah. To tie it, it looked like he was looking to throw the ball. And he slung a cannon, bro. Put it right in the – it was a dart, literally a dart. A.J. Green there. No one else could have caught that ball, and he caught it. A.J. Green. A.J. Green. But it was interesting, too, because the Cardinals were down 23-7 to in this game. They get the touchdown, and then they go for two, and – Kyler Murray, like, on a Madden play with, like, your speed up. Yeah. Just runs in the backfield. He and had then... a play where he was sitting. Well, he created 
over like 12 seconds. Yeah. For your offensive line to even give you that much time is crazy. Yeah. And he just ran it in. But it, so exactly, he does that and then he finds a way to go down to get another touchdown and then he then hits the two-point conversion and the Cardinals what it looked like they would they got the ball in overtime you're like, "All right, they're just going to win the game." The Raiders like you said alluded to you alluded to earlier their defense kept them in the game. Still tied. Raiders get the ball back. They're moving downfield. And then Arizona's defense, with the fumble. big hit, fumble, right to the house, ball game, 29-23. Yeah. They needed this one after what they did last week against the Chiefs. Raiders go down 0-2 <laughs> wow. in, a tough, in a tough conference. And Devontae Adams is balling, too. Him and him and Derek Carr look great. Yeah. You know? and But I felt like Carr should have looked at him for him a little more towards the end. Yeah. Like, that's your guy. With ball security. Even if yeah. he's double covered, give him opportunity. Because I, th- I think it was Renfro that caught it. I think it was. And uh, Arizona, for what it's worth, what a, what a comeback victory that was. Great game. For them. And another comeback victory was the Miami Dolphins. They wow. defeat the Baltimore Ravens. They go to 2-0. Tua, what a game. This was just Lamar back Jackson and had a great four, game. Yeah, exactly. Four TDs. He ran one for, like, what, 70 yards? Yeah. Great game on his side. And Tua just snapped on and. He took over the game, he which I should give him more Ty- credit. But Tyreek Hill a lot too. He had yeah. the TD there. Four sixty nine for Tua. Wow, that's monster numbers, bro. On a comeback. Yeah, on the road. On the road against Lamar Jackson early in the season. Wow, what a what a big victory that was. Yeah, that was that was crazy to see. Waddle, got to give Waddle a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah, he he he, he put in some work for them. And and Miami is a good football team. I think it's going to be interesting when they play the Bills next week, you know, like what what they're really made of. Because when you go on the road and you win in Baltimore like that and come back the way they did, yeah. you know, being down three touchdowns late in that game, it's very impressive. I can only imagine how much uh, Lamar is probably upset right now. Yeah, after losing that one. Because he's got to feel like, what more do I have to do? You yeah, know? and then the games where he goes out and he has explosive games – where he's running and throwing the ball and getting multiple touchdowns, they lose. Yeah. He's playing for a contract, which they haven't figured out on his on his side with Baltimore. Which is like... So wh- they franchise tagged him again. Why not just give him a contract after yesterday's performance, though? He Even won- though you lose that game, he, he played he, phenomenal. He wants the bag, and I'm not too sure that what he's asking for, Baltimore's willing to pay. Even though he has all the talent in the world. It's just some markets and some teams and some owners aren't willing to spend the money. Yeah. He's looking for a super big check, which he deserves. He's a franchise quarterback. Mm. I feel like whatever he's asking for, he deserves. But some teams are not willing to go that deep in their yeah. in their pockets and pay one player that. So he might have to t- test free agency. And I feel like this year is going to be a year to prove for him. Last year they got bumped when? Uh, the Ravens. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't make it. Yeah, the they didn't even make it because he was out. Yeah, at he the was end out. Of the exactly. Year. You're, you're right. thinking of the year before. But. The year prior to that they got bumped, and then last year they didn't make it. So he's like he's he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Not only that, he's playing for a contract. Yeah, they could probably franchise tag him again next year, which is terrible for the league because like, why are you holding talent from where they want to play? Yeah, if you're not willing to give them what they want, then let them go, let them walk. Mm. But they'll probably franchise them again, because I think you can franchise tag a player twice, mm-hmm. and then after that he's gonna have to test free agency, or hopefully they, you know, they can work out a deal. I still think the Ravens, like I said, I, I predicted them to go far this year. I still think they can. They yeah, still, they got to clean the, it up just defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't, you can't allow that. There's a defense pl- that you know. Yeah, they played a great game up until like, you know, when Baltimore. When they were on 35-14, I was like, they just stopped playing the Ravens. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And it led to a loss. And the team that didn't lose and the team that you're probably very happy uh, didn't lose yesterday, the New York Giants. Yeah, man. 2-0. Oh. Okay, Jose. How about the G-Men? I don't know what they're eating for breakfast over there. I love it. I don't know if it's... For you. I'm, I'm very happy for you. I don't know if it's Saquon. Yeah. They're clicking somehow, some way. Even if they're ugly wins and they're scrappy wins, they're two and zero. Yeah, I said a couple of weeks ago we weren't going to win five games. I said the Giants were going to be really good. They play a lot of, they play with heart a lot of games. They just got to finish drives, and maybe they didn't finish as many yesterday, but 
that are fun in a way. They're finding ways to win games. Yeah, yeah, it feels exactly. like they haven't been able to do that lately. Once they get comfortable, probably set in with their offense, and yeah, they could probably you know get on the right track. But as of right now, they're they look good. Yeah, hey, that's I what I can't take anything away from them. You know, you can't always win pretty, and you know, fashionably. But sometimes you gotta call for them and dig for them and find ways to win. And last two games, they have found ways to win a football game. Yeah. So you can't ask for more power than that. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably Saquon because now it's like oh, yeah. the play action is back into, you know, more in the playbook because before we didn't have a yeah a running game. So your play action isn't going to be shit without that. So now it's like, all right, we have to guard uh, what you call it, Saquon. Yeah. But play action, you know, fake. And the line is better, too. Yeah, the line is slightly better. But if you give Danny Dimes. A little bit of time. I'm I'm pretty sure he can create some plays. Mm. Hey, I mean, Giants. he's he's very shaky, and I'm gonna continue to say that. <laughs> but he has the IQ. He can make the plays. I just think he needs a little more time in that pocket. That's where, for what it's worth, before I think Eli Manning hit that decline a little bit. He did find ways to win games like this for the Giants. That late end of the end of the game, have a drive like that. So seeing the Giants kind of pull out a close one yesterday. Eli's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, I, I can't argue that. He gave you two Super Bowl rings and beat the undefeated, you know, 07 New England Patriots. Like, and finding isn't plays. Isn't he, like, and, top 10 in, like, passing yards in NFL history? Uh, yeah, he's definitely out there. He's been around so, for yeah. so long. And yeah, yeah. That, shout out to Eli Manning. The There's pod. not many quarterbacks that can say, I have one Super Bowl, let alone two. Yeah. He has as many as his brother, and his brother was two times better than him. Here's a... Uh, well, here's a guy that has a lot of Super Bowls. We transition to a guy with seven Super Bowls, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yesterday, the Bucks beat the Saints twenty to ten, but Buccaneers are two and zero for what it's worth. And Tom Brady looks like he's frustrated. Yeah. Yesterday, Mike Evans. We had a situation where he suspended one game. He is suspended one game because Brady was looking down the sidelines. Uh, I believe his Antonio Miller was pushed by like Matt Lattimore on the play. No foul, no flag came in, and Lattimore was like waving, you know, to the sidelines, jawing with him a little yeah, bit. You're not Bruce gonna touch my quarterback. Yeah, and then he got in the Brady's face, and exactly he didn't want to touch his quarterback. And then Mike Evans comes out of nowhere and just, just cleans him, decks him, boom, cleans boom, clean. Him. Did he deserve it? Probably. Does that mean that you come off the sideline and do that? No, I think so. Oh, at the time. I don't. Think I can understand. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying it's like that's why he has the one game suspension. I don't think this is this is how I see it, right. All the rules have changed in the NFL for the quarterback. Correct. Yeah. It's always protect the quarterback. You can't hit him here. You can't touch him there. You can't do anything to the quarterback. Yeah. Correct. So, the whole league, as a whole, is saying protect the quarterback. These are the guys who take their franchise to championships and to the playoffs, right? Mm. You have to protect your quarterback. He is the most important player on the football team, right? So me, as a football player, as a teammate, if that's all we know is protect your quarterback at all times and I see that someone could potentially do something to him and I go prevent that from happening, I don't think I should be penalized. The league is already telling us protect the quarterback. So what am I doing? I'm protecting my quarterback from the opponent. Yeah. So if I go out there and I push somebody so my quarterback doesn't get hurt or he doesn't get into an altercation, then why should I be penalized for that? Should I be fined for unprofessionalism? Absolutely. Should I be suspended? No, because you guys are enforcing this. Protect the quarterback. You can't touch him. You can't hit him late. Nothing. You can't hit below the knees. You You can't even tackle them a certain way. Even if you hit them hard on a clean shot where they don't have, how would I say Instead of sacking them, just cleaning them out. If you hit them too hard, flag. Why? It's a clean hit. You clean them out. You, you lay them down. That's a football play. If you hit them too hard, it's a flag. So it's protect the quarterback at all times. So if if it's that's what we're promoting and enforcing every single day, then let me do my job. Hmm. I mean, give me my fine. <coughs> give me my fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand yeah. dollar fine. But let me mm. protect my quarterback as in, as if I would have protected anyone on my team. Yeah. Because that's how I don't see what he did was wrong. No. I agree. I, I don't I don't 
think what Mike Evans did was wrong. I think he had every right to do it. Yeah. Especially if if Lattimore is going to be talking to sport. you, to Bruce Arians, then saying something that makes Tom Brady stop. That's Tom Brady. That's your that's your guy right there. Yeah, yeah. And this goes for any quarterback, yeah. any teammate that is protecting their quarterback on the field. Yeah. You so, can't be mad at them for that. I'm not I'm not mad at Mike Evans at all. I I agree with him. I understand that the suspension came in because he came off the sidelines, and my question would be to you is if, if Lattimore doesn't fall there and maybe he just, like, kind of backtracks, do you think he gets suspended or do you think he gets fined? Do you think it, it looked worse than it was in that sense? So we're going to backtrack. You said that he came off the field. He, he was right by Bruce Arians. So I think the play ended. Tom Brady went to the middle of the field, was like, where's the flag to the ref? Lattimore, who broke up the play, Mike Evans was off to the sideline because he didn't. He wasn't by to play. He was, you know, finishing up. He was by Bruce yeah, Arians. Yeah. Lattimore was like, you know, talking hot to the whole sideline. Said something to Bruce Arian, and as he came back to the middle, going back to his sideline, that's when he said something to Tom Brady, which wasn't too far away from Bruce Arians and Mike Evans. And Mike Evans was like, "I'm not gonna let." All right, so if he did. Lattimore, because Brady got like to his face, and then another Saint got there, and then Evans was like, "Somebody said it was like Bruce Arians just said to Mike Evans, like, fuck it." Go get him. You know what I, I mean? mean? Look if, at the height difference. Evans is going to do that. He's going to fuck him up, obviously. If he did leave the sidelines, then yes, he deserves That's what a, one, a yeah. one game suspension because mm-hmm. we don't want to incite like big brawls unnecessary. Like, yeah. If there's going to be altercation where people get physical, let it be the people that's on the field that was on that play mm. to get physical. Yeah. I don't want all my teammates just running off the sidelines and creating a big rumble or a fight unnecessary. So... If he did come off the sidelines and hit him, then yes, he deserves a one-game suspension. Do I still think he was wrong for it? No. But if you do leave the sideline, that's basically inciting for everyone to come off the field and go. So I wouldn't say that. That, yes, he deserves a one-game suspension. Because in basketball, if you leave the the bench, you get a one-game suspension as well. It's not like in baseball. In baseball, you're enforced to run out. Anything happens, clear the benches. That's just been throughout history of baseball forever yeah so that's the rule for them all right so if i do leave my bench then i should get a one game suspension because you don't want to have brawls for no reason it makes your team look bad and it's just not good for branding so yeah yeah, he got to take that suspension hey it was was, either way bucks ended up getting the win 20 to 10 evans will serve it next week but for for tom brady frustration there but it's going out out. yeah i think it's a lot of uh off field you know things going on that tom's a frustrated not only about. that brady doesn't like to be hit yeah so when his offensive line is not doing their job that pisses him off yeah looking at uh other games of week two the chiefs we were obviously had our uh, episode 12 we were watching that chiefs mm-hmm. came back and won that game 27 24 justin herbert is a fucking dog he played great fighting through oh he he fractured two ribs uh, yeah it was like a it's small fracture. Nonetheless, it's a, it's a fractured rib, and you know, finding a way to go down the field and score a touchdown, even though they were down by ten, really wasn't going to mean as much. They didn't get the onside kick. They still like fought to the end. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan had a quote where he said, "Uh, I I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. Mm. I felt like that's what happened to Justin Herbert. He was just I love that. He was cooking. He just ran out of time. I love that because I think if he would have had another drive, he would have won that game." Yeah. But uh, Patty does what he does, and you know, yep. secure victories. Yeah. Hey, and uh, <clears throat> the Chiefs also found a way to win that game defensively as well, and that true pick six. So it's good, good news for the Chiefs. Uh, going down, the Jets came back also thirty-one thirty. Joe Flacco turned it up late. They beat the Browns. Joe Flacco. How about the Jets? They're doing good. Shout out to one. my boy Julio. G E T S Jets Jets Jets. That's like their chant. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I know that. They also had the Detroit Lions beat the Commanders 36-27. So, uh, Commanders keep... have such a good defense. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. Detroit Detroit let it up, actually, against the Eagles, too. They scored 35 against the Eagles. 35-36 and 36 for the Lions. Playing good offense. The New England Patriots went defensively, beat the Steelers 17-14. New England bouncing back. Trubisky, you said it. What was the difference? With Trubisky? Yeah, he gave the he gave the ball up yesterday. 
and it seemed like New England no, just no QB uh, IQ for him. <coughs> he just makes bad plays. You know, else is making bad plays. Uh, your boy Matt Ryan on the Indianapolis Colts. They got blown out twenty four nothing yesterday to Jacksonville. What is going on with the Colts? Oh man, they haven't. They can't figure it out over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just tough for them. That was the early window games. The Rams beat the Falcons yesterday, thirty-one twenty-seven. The Falcons almost came back from twenty-eight to three, but the Rams, Jalen Ramsey, decided to end that game yesterday. Oh my God, what a play! That <laughs> was a play. I wouldn't even say that was a play of the week because I would definitely give the play of the week to Kyler Murray's touchdown, yeah, two-point conversion. Of course, but the way he got up there, man, yeah, and snatched that ball. <laughs> He mossed him on the defensive side. That was tough. That was a great way to end the that game. That was super clean, bro. He needed that after what Diggs did to him in yeah, week one. Yeah, yeah. Diggs cooked him up. Uh-huh. But, hey, there's nothing you can do. Look at Josh Allen, man. That was on third and nine. Found a way to get the first down. And what a stud. Man, risking it all, leaving it on the line. Top five in the league, hands down. Shout out my boy Alec Roth, who's a big Bills fan. Know a couple of them. Big passionate fan. Yeah, one of, one of my best here. friends from New York is a Bills fan. Shout out to him, Vic. Tough. Give it out. Shout, shout out to the pod. Yes, sir. Uh, 49ers beat Seattle yesterday as well. Trey Lance goes down, and it looks like he's a broken ankle. He's going to be out for the year. It was a good move. They locked up Garoppolo about six weeks ago, I guess it was, on that contract deal. Garoppolo came in. He looks good. He almost took him to the Super Bowl last year. I, yeah. don't, I don't get that hate a lot, honestly. You know. Garoppolo is not a bad QB, I don't think. He's not. See, he ha- he has more IQ than talent. Yeah. So he he gets the job done. He reminds me like of Alex Smith. He's very conservative. Yeah. He won't force anything. Yeah. And you know he just finds a way to move the ball. I mean, for and that's exactly what he did for them last night. Yeah, for Pete's sakes, he got you to the Super Bowl. What against the Chiefs when they lost, and then he almost got you there, and they lost to the Rams, and he who won knows. the Super Bowl. So I mean, he's he's getting there. He, he has get chemi- there this year. He has chemistry with his offense. He knows the offense. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Great wide receiver. Shout who out to the Ohio there, State. Kerry uh, Kittle is he still there? Uh Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's still there. Yeah, another target he can go to, but they'll be all right. I think he can take him to the playoffs. Just going down the line, the Bengals lost to the Cowboys yesterday. Cooper Rush gives the Cowboys the win, twenty to seventeen. Wow, my boy what Barrow, man, happened. What? What's going on with Joey B? I don't know. He doesn't look like he's comfortable. I mean, you lose the Super Bowl last year, and that that has got to be something. Do you think that's something weighing on the Bengals? No, I just think he's getting hit too much. Offensive line not doing the yeah, job. Yeah, he's he's getting cracked. But do you think it's like a culture thing though? You you, you no. get so close. Not because he 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 came back and he I think he tied the game. Yep. And then they lost the game, but couldn't do it on third down though. He's getting hit too much, and getting hit in college and getting hit in the NFL is completely different. You're yep. getting hit by grown men, and they're trying to put you out. Mm. So you just gotta get up, dust the shoulders, and keep it pushing. He has the talent. He has the wide receivers. He has Higgins out there. He has a uh, Oh, what's his name? Well, he's got Chase. Did you mention Chase? Chase, no, I didn't mention He has yeah. Chase. Like, come on. He he can get it done. Yeah. I just think his offensive line needs to step up a little more, and <clears> they should be all right. They need to snap back because they're already 0-2, and, and that's tough. Yeah. The NFL, every game counts. They got away with it the whole division loss yesterday, mm-hmm. though. So, uh, Denver, Russell Wilson bounced back 16-9, to win over the Texans. It wasn't pretty, but he's got his first win in Denver. That was that was not pretty for the Broncos. Typical, They've had a tough week. Typical, one and one though. Typical win for him is always on a comeback. <laughs> Something like that. And uh Aaron Rodgers handled the Bears pretty convincingly last night. Yeah. He wasn't crying. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just pretty solid against the Bears. Here's the Bills three straight third downs. Um so Jose, what's the biggest takeaway for week two for you? Biggest takeaway? Yeah. Mm. It would definitely have to be Kyler. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Two or two. I'm gonna give him his credit. Four sixty nine. Okay. I'm gonna give him his credit. Lamar Jackson, great game. Yeah. With a loss. So it was a, it was pretty good. I'm looking forward to these two games more. Yeah. 
tonight's games. Me too. I'm I'm Bills. pumped for the Eagles. I'm pumped for the Eagles. Yeah, the you Eagles know look it. good. Um, I would say my biggest takeaway was probably Miami Dolphins. I think really making themselves look like they can be a contender, um, especially in that division. I think from the early games. The New York Giants are surprising <laughs> me yeah. a little bit. I think, hey, they could possibly be something in the division. And Cooper Rush, maybe as the Cowboys, could be something. Get them Today, get them looking right. Big win against the Bengals. Today's big for you. And, yeah. You don't want to let the Giants. Hey, I'm not worried about the Eagles, though. I'm not worried. Not tonight. The Vikings are strong, Hey, bro. absolutely. Justin Jefferson, dog, Adam Thielen. I can't believe he's plus 200. I feel like the Eagles could shut down Jefferson, but Thielen's going to be – he's tough. He you just, gotta guard both. Uh, you gotta guard both of them, though. Depends what Kirk Cousins shows up to. They have him for two seventy four today. <sighs> I don't know in Philly though, but then again, Detroit did hang thirty five on 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 the Eagles in Week One. True. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. You know. We'll recap this. Of course we will. Uh, college football this weekend. Some good games. Penn State going on the road, beating Auburn on Saturday. They had a they had a pretty big win there. It was nice to see Notre Dame win a game against California. They did win that one. Did you see how Tim T. Uh, Monty Teo was there? Yeah, I did see that. That was that was good seeing him, and especially after watching that documentary. I hope you guys checked out that documentary. He's gonna be loved there forever. Yeah, it's always good to show. And love. now people are not calling him stupid and, no, and yeah. all that stuff. They have sympathy for him. It's a way different environment. Yeah, yeah. that they was feel, cool. They feel for him. Yeah, Oklahoma big win, Clemson big win, Alabama obviously Ohio State big win, but I mean Appalachian State had the Hill Mary win that was that was pretty wild. Yeah, that uh, was a cannon he threw up there. A and M beat Miami. I was kind of a little bit tight with that. I had I had some money on Miami a little bit. Yeah, that one that one hurt. Told you. Yeah, I know you said it. A and M. Johnny Manziel was there. He, they're actually doing. I actually I'm glad I actually brought that up. They are doing a uh, documentary on Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. That will be very exciting. I'm very excited about that. Who's doing the documentary? Uh, Is he doing it? He's on it. Like he's interviewed, and I don't know what that's what platform it's on. But I sent it to Bill. I was like, "This looks fire. Like this is tough." Yeah, he has a he ha- he has a cool story. Yeah. Oh, he was he's he was a party so animal with talent. He was he was so good. But, I mean, what a weekend of football it was, and we got some more games tonight. And, uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a good weekend. I, I had a good, I had a great time watching the games. Yeah, we had some good week, some good games this week. Going back to uh, some music, we talked about ESTG. Juan said it last week. He was dropping. We almost missed him. But uh, what did you think of that album? Some good good features with Harlow and Tiller. Harlow really popped off Futures, on that track. Future was good on that. Future was good on that. Wayne went crazy on his feature. Okay, it was a, it was a pretty good album. I haven't dug deep into it. Yeah, I just play like the the ones I was looking for, but I'll definitely like play the whole album back. To, but for what I heard so far, it's pretty good. Yeah, he just I feel like EST always knows how to pick the right beats. Then he had a little bit of R and B on this album. He had some good hooks. So so far so good. Yeah, and you know he from Louisville. Not too many rappers coming out of Louisville, but him and Harlow. So for him to put on for that city, you know, it's dope. Yeah. And he's, I, I I believe he has a lot of talent. Like, he makes good music. Yeah. Harlow had a great verse on Yeah, he did. His Harlow track walked he, on that. He, he killed that. The way they was bouncing off each other was crazy, too. I think that's what Harlow needs when he gets a, a fast-paced beat like that or a beat like that where he just kind of settles into that little zone. Mm-hmm. He can't miss. Not only that, it's, it's good to have colleagues are coming out of your city as well because yeah you know you can feature and do music with them put the city on the map but there's not too many people coming out of his city so yeah for him to have est you know it's fire yeah like yo let's tap in and est got him on the album like yeah that's for the city we gotta make that happen and they cooked up on that to my next point not only was the track good i don't know if you caught the music video to it it's pretty tough i haven't seen a music video yet it's directed by cole bennett cole bennett yeah you're which, right which leads me into <laughs> my next point on uh i think it was what saturday morning i woke up and uh i threw it on the full send shout him out again yeah. <laughs> no voice <laughs> podcast they had cole bennett on um their show and it was in his apartment and they were interviewing him and 
it's funny because later that evening when I was like, hey, did you guys see it? You saw it a little bit as well? Yeah. From I got to watch a little bit more so I haven't finished it because it was like an hour and a half. I know because I kind of faded away at the end. But from what like you saw already, what, what was kind of like your reaction with Cole Bennett? Because I, I really fuck with him a lot. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I feel like he's true to himself. Like he never changed. Like he never let the coach change him. And he has his own vision and. He feels like, yo, listen, if you're not going to let me do my thing, then uh, I don't want the project. I think Universal, I'm not too sure if it was Universal, because he didn't particularly say, you have it, bro? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, he he was talking about how one of these major companies gave him the opportunity to direct a movie. And that company has sold... It shares or it's com- part of the company to a different company. They sold it. I forgot who they sold. He didn't really get in depth on t- like who the company was, and basically the opportunity was shipped from him because he said he had like a six hundred million dollar budget for the whole film. Yeah, and like a month later, he was like, "Yo, everything was swept right under me. Like, new management came, new really? ownership came." And I lost that opportunity. And then, like, a week later, he mentioned that his brother died. <laughs> so he was like, yo, it was just, like, one of the hardest times of my life. And for him to bounce back from that, like, um, just just imagine, like, you get the biggest opportunity of your life. Yeah. And it's taken from you. And then a week later, the closest person you have is taken from you as well. And he was like, yo, I went through, like, a big depression. And I, it's just important to see that. These celebrities actually go through shit. Like, we just sit back and we watch them and we think they're, like, not normal. They go through shit just like us, bro. They go through mental mental health issues. They go through depressions. They go through all this shit. Yeah. And we, we don't take the time to, like, really put that into perspective. So for him to, like, really speak on that and explain how he got through it, it's like, it was fire. Because, like, I feel like we need to push that more. Like, there's a lot of mental health crisis going on and people are afraid to speak. So for him to go out there and, you know, tell his story and explain how he felt and how he got through it is, is dope because yeah. that's something that I've been picking up lately, like a lot, like mental health, like yeah, talk to your friends, talk to your family members because conversations move mountains, bro. Yeah. And you, I feel like a lot of people just have so much in them and they don't know who to speak to or who to go to. So that's why it's like good to just, you know, check in with your people, like see how they're really doing mentally. Yeah, Absolutely. Hundred percent. I could not have said that any better. But it was a dope interview. It was, and like even with Cole Bennett, it was like he dropped out of uh, DePaul, I think after after a semester, and he was just saying like sitting there in film class, he said he felt like it was like they would they were teaching it, and like he listened and learned, but it was like his hands on like experiences that like, I mean, he was just saying like he wanted to work with like artists like Uzi, like he booked them like at a show for only like a couple grand before Uzi mm-hmm. blew up in 2016. And then a couple months later, he then blew up and he booked them way before that. And then the show was after he blew up. He's like always kind of been ahead of the, the trend yeah. in a sense, you know, he worked with juice early. He blew up, you know, juice kind of in a sense. And he mentions that he's in, like in the interview. Yeah. He, he talks his, about his video catalog is so great. Yeah, and he's put so many artists on the map due to their videos that you had companies trying to give him like thirty, sixty million dollars yeah. to recruit, like to find talent. And he's like, "That's not something I'm into. I'm not passionate about that." Like, yeah, I want to work on my craft. I, I I can't invest all my time into somebody's career. Yeah, and multiple times they had asked him, like, "Yo, listen, dude, you want to manage artists?" Like, and he was like, "Nah, I, I don't. That's not what I like to do. I don't want to do that." But that goes to show you how good his craft is. That it opened up a whole different door for him to bring in artists. But he was like, I'm going to just let my videos speak for themselves and put people on the map like that. Yeah, because he, he always, he's always said, like, I, I just, you know, like their music. That's what yeah. it was. It was like, I like their music. They understood his vision. And he directed, so, like you said, so many countless music videos for all these very, very popular artists, you know, like we said, Uzi, Juice World, you know, the list is on and on. Just Migos, go check, yeah, Lil absolutely. Pump, go Kanye, check, go check it out, like, Cardi B, yeah. Meg Thee Stallion, amazing, uh, 
amazing work and you know like you said he was offered like 30 million dollars to like shoot individual artists in a sense like yeah, yeah. blow this guy up in a sense mm-hmm. uh and make him like a celebrity but he's like no like i'm not gonna compromise my art like he was making decisions that it really wasn't about like the money like he said at one point he was like obviously you alluded to what happened at the movie but he was also saying like a project that he had also went completely south on him and like yeah. he never gave up on the vision like he just he kept going stuck with it and kind of did his own way and i think he has a great like you know artistic it's, ability absolutely. and like the His aesthetic is, is aesthetic the, is yeah. fire like he started lyrical lemonade and like the collabs that he's done like with nike like his aesthetic is fire. Like, we can only fantastic. imagine who offered him that deal to give him a six hundred million dollar budget. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, well, even they like said it like on the interview, like with Nelk Boys, is like some of these videos he had to direct, like Eminem, Dr. J, and Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You're directing, like you're telling Mike Tyson, Eminem, and Dr. J, like where, you know what I mean?" He like said he likes to be a leader. He never gets nervous. Like, where to, where, yeah, like this where is to, this is my area. This is where I'm comfortable. This is my zone. Yeah, let me cook up, and that's what he does, bro. His his music videos, some of them are like a little weird and stuff, yeah. but it's just his style. Like, yeah, it's different. And then he talked about like when he directed YNN Melly's uh, mixed personalities video with Kanye. Mm-hmm. They had to shoot that in a color that, you know, Melly kind of wanted. And unfortunately, he was locked up, not for what he's in there now, he said, but for a previous thing. And, like, that was his vision. Kanye was like, no, I want to shoot it in black and white. And, like, they were talking about, like, how do you tell Kanye no in a sense? And, like, he was saying, he was just, like, being direct. Like, I got to stick to my guns. Stick to, like, what, you know, me and Melly talked about. Like, the humbleness is there. And then, like, from the awareness standpoint, like, he's very well ahead of. Just just like he would tell Kanye, I'm gonna take yeah. your call on this. You gotta take my call on this one. Yeah. It was more so Let like Let me be great in my area, you be great in your area. Yeah. There's an explanation, but it's short enough where it, okay. It's pretty cut and dry to the point. You know, there's nothing like you can't really argue against it either. You know, like you're saying like this is the vision that was already previously laid out with me and Melly to shoot in color way, you know, instead of black and white. Um but I thought it was a very good interview. I think uh, yeah, a lot was, of people should check, definitely check it out. I'll probably and go back and watch it. He's like so humble. He is like no yeah. jewelry. He's just like laid back. But he's friends with everybody. Like he says yeah, he hangs yeah. with like, you know, Uzi. And like he's best friends with all of them because he's like. He says so himself. But he's lost also, you know, a lot of a lot of, a lot of good friends of his as well. That's yeah, what you're saying. True. You know, like losing juice and going through everything. He said Mac Miller was the, one, the hardest one he had to take. That's what he said, yeah. He like that was the biggest loss for me. I feel like he a lot like, of people are really said affected Mac by Miller Mac. and his brother. So that goes to show you, like, him and Mac were pretty close, so they had a really good friendship. Because he said the Mac Miller one was just as hard as. Well, I didn't think he didn't directly say that, but the way he expressed it was like he was as hurt for Mac as he was for his own brother. He was like, wow. yo, Mac was like everything I wanted him to be. He was like the the friend I expected to be. Because you know, dealing with a lot of personalities and the celebrities you know some people are assholes some people are cool some people just use you some people don't really care some people are more business and then from Mm. those same people you get a couple like you know you really latch on to like yo i really i mess with this person like we're really good friends like we tap in with each other you know we make sure we good you know you build great friendships from that and mac was one of them for him and you know we sadly lost mac so Mm. I feel like a Rest lot of people, were, yeah. I think Mac Steph hurt a lot of people. Yeah, I think he touched the generation. That yeah, like, yeah. He was in that was peak of, he was in that peak of. How would you say? Because he was he was hot. Oh, what, 2010, 2011. Yeah. But he had earlier mixtapes like in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, like the spins and like everybody. Yeah, he had most dope. He had um kids. He had mac and cheese. So. Wow. But everyone knows Mac, bro. He's just one of those artists that, like... Yeah. That's the piece, though, for real. Tough, bro. I cried when he died. I I feel like, yeah, I definitely feel like Juice when Juice went, that was crazy. Yeah, that was was tough, too. I was going to say, is there one that really affected you more than, like, Kobe going, I think, hurt, and... X, I think when X went, that was, like, damn. I I was just I didn't really listen to Juice World like that. Really? I wasn't tapped into 
ex like that. Like I knew about his music, but I wasn't really drawn to him. I would say the most impactful one would probably either be Mac Miller or Nipsey Hussle. I think Nipsey Hussle like mm. hurt me to the core, bro. Because mm. I was literally going to... He died like two weeks prior to us going on vacation. And one of my goals was to, you know, go to Crenshaw, hopefully run him. <coughs> excuse me. Run into him at the store or whatever. But that never got to happen because, you know, yeah. he passed two weeks before we went out to L.A. So, and I don't know. I just felt like... Nip was so inspirational in like so many different ways, like relationship wise, business wise, street wise. Like he was really putting on for his city. Like he was trying to take care of his people. Like he could have left, mm-hmm. he could have went anywhere else, you know. But he stood in his city. He opened stores. He employed people. Yeah. You know, he tried to give back to his community, and <coughs> he was sadly taken away from us. So yeah, that one, that one hit me hard. Mm. I felt like. The X one hurt because I remember just listening to like a, a Instagram live by him and it was like after a uh, school shooting in Florida and like what he was saying like he was going to do for like the kids and the families that were affected and like then I think a day later like he, he died and I was like damn like he was somebody that like you know he had a huge I, impact on the kids bro yeah I like like his music like meant a lot for a lot of he people. was a generational talent yeah. It's sad, like, I, I watched a documentary, and it's a great documentary on him. Yeah. Um, it's sad, some of the things that, you know, obviously happened in his relationship. Um, but, you know, what a... That was his story. What a genuine, you know, I think there was a lot of things that he was trying to figure out, but I think X did turn out to be a, a good person at the end, you know, of his life that he was here. I think he I think he was really trying, you yeah. know. And he I think a lot of... He, he helped a lot of people. Um you know, so I, that one, I think I was shocked about that one. When Kobe went, that one was, yeah, that one uh, hurt when Kobe went and I, his that daughter. That hurt the world. Yeah, that one just, that was where I felt like, damn, like, this shit don't feel real. Like, yeah, bro. Was and like, it was bro, on a what? Sunday like, too, bro. Him and his daughter, like, it was just like, yo, what? And it was like, it was like an order. Nip had died. Mm-hmm. What, 2019? Well, it was juice, yeah, it was like juice and Nip, like, went very. Yeah. And then we had Kobe in 2020. It was just like back to back. And it just after 2020, bro, it was just yeah. like a a slew of celebrities just passing away, bro. And it's just like another one. Yeah. Another one. I was going to say, like, another look one. at September right now. You another just talked one. about P&B. And another gone soldier, bro. Yeah. And it's like people are like, their music have impacted you some way, somehow. Whether you were young, whether you were a little older, but... It just brings you back to memories. Like, yo, I remember when this album was out. I remember what I was doing. I remember what I was getting into when this music was. Because I feel like music just, it captures time. Yeah. Oh, at the one? No, it's at the four. So, and back to, like, I was saying, like, last episode, like, it's shitty having to go back to listen to great music from great artists only because they pass away. Touchdown, Derrick Henry. Sorry about that. Touchdown, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I know. It is. Because then you, like, listen back, like, with P&B. Like, I've been listening to his music a lot yeah, this past Yeah, me too. Week. And it's, it's like, like, damn. Fuck, like, damn. Like, that shit hurts. Yeah, like, P&B just made so many good music. And it's like, this artist will never will never get to hear something new. Like, mm-hmm. he, he tried something new with his son, SoundCloud Days album. And he had a couple, you know, he put on a couple artists on that. And I was like, I wonder what he's going to drop next. And it's just like, fuck. Like, we're never going to hear him, like... Yeah, bro. It's just music like, like that again, and then you like see a video of him and like X working on changes, and like you see what yeah. Trippy Red says, and it's like fuck, like Trippy Red's got to go through that shit, and like it's, it's sad. It's, it's 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 nasty out there, bro. It's truly nasty, and just a lot of those deaths, the way they happen, it was just like either overdose or murders. Like, come on, man. It's like that shit sucks. Yeah, look at Juice World overdose, Mac overdose, Nipsey ambush. Uh, PNB ambush, King Vaughn ambushed. So it's crazy. It's crazy out yeah. there, bro. Yeah. And we're just losing people every other week. This is like in rotation. It's like a rappers, the rappers out here just dropping like flies. Yeah. And the shit is it's just madness, bro. I, I think we need more like happier music. I think we're too much into this gangster shit. Yeah. And this drilling shit. Yeah. 
think we need to step away from that for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just killing us, bro. Mm-hmm. It's just those those sound waves and that those beats. Yeah, we need just, like good energy. Yeah, it just taps into you. Maybe and that, you. maybe that was good that like Drake tried that though. This absolutely, this summer but with, like, then again, like it's that. like the music yeah. that he made is for rich people, you know, in Greece and Spain and certain type of yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but rich, like something like rich, classy vibes, different. See, so we just I think we need to go back to the dance music, bro. To be honest, like. It's made its way some way somehow through, through, yeah. Je- through Jersey, but I don't know, bro. You look back at music and it was a lot of dance music. Yeah, I feel like Soulja music Boy was a lot more emotion too. He was like yeah, talking yeah. about it was like R and B, R and B. Remember, yeah, remember when like Drake would make like a track like "Take Care" and you were like, "Damn, I felt that one." Yeah, <laughs> Shit, you know what I mean? Like music like but that more relatable. I know. Everything is shoot this and rob this and spin this block and spend that block. That yeah. shit consumes you after a while, bro. It just brings out an anger in you that you never even know you had. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, things turn around, you know. Yep. Pray for the best. Yep. Absolutely. Control um, what you can control. Any last thoughts, I guess, of episode 13 before we get ready? Any uh, last ready thoughts? Um, for the games? I'm ready for basketball. You ready for basketball? Yeah, I'm ready for basketball. I know. I can't wait to and start I am covering super, that. I'm super ready for playoff baseball, bro. Oh, can't wait we, for that. Update, update. Where we got with the Mets? Where we at now? We still first, one game up? Yeah, we won one game, game up. up. Yeah, we, you know, fine still. Yankees got the Pirates tomorrow night. Uh, Aaron Judge is, what is he at, 58 now? 59. 59. I think a lot of the matchups are starting to take place. It looks like the Orioles are not going to make it. It looks like in the AL it's going to be Toronto, Tampa, and Seattle in the wild card. San, San Francisco, not San Francisco. San Diego has yeah. a... The second wild card. I, I was just going to say, they got past the Phillies. The Phillies go to three. The Brewers don't look like a team that's going to get past the Phillies. I think yeah, the Phillies yeah. are going to get in and probably play. They would probably you guys if you guys win the division. You smack them up. Well, that's going to be interesting. I can't wait for the cover baseball Aaron playoffs. Judge, what are you guys going to pay him? A lot of money. Got it. I, I think uh, I heard a report that the Yankees are trying to really lock him down soon. Like maybe that happens after the year. If you, I heard already's like they're they're gonna make a big big offer. If you had a checkbook right now, ah, uh, here we go. What do you offer him? <laughs> How many years? I said it's got to be bigger than Soto's four hundred forty million dollars. I really do. I think you, I understand. Like, but Soto Soto's also what eight years younger than him. I know, but this this guy is producing like okay. When I said it with you, I said all right. I gave him too many years. So what do, what would you say six? I think we said six could be How a good does number. He know? What's Judge twenty eight twenty nine? Mm, can we get a stop? Can we get a, yeah, we're going to need to check that. I thought he was 30. No, I think he's like 28, 29. I thought he was older than what we thought originally. Let's get that. Let's see. What we got? Uh, yeah, he's 30. 30, okay. So maybe, all right, so what, six maybe? You give him six I'll give him, I'll give him five. Okay. I'll give him five. This is better. No, with a, yeah, I with go an six. option, with an option, seven. I go five with an option for six, and I'll give him fifty million dollars a season. So you're saying you're I won't give you the biggest contract? You give him two hundred fifty million over five. Facts. I won't give you the biggest contract in the league, but I'm going to make you the highest paid ba- baseball player. I think you got to go up on that. I think you go six, maybe seven. Say you're retiring as the Yankee. Give him seven years. Three hundred. Give him a little bit more, but like so, I, you give him more years, less annually, or would you give him more annually, less years? It's hard. That's a hard. One. I want to see how the season de- develops because, like, I think he's gonna get paid a lot more. As it's like Cam Smith, right? Cam Smith went on and won the Open, raised his price to live, and then he signed a hundred and forty million dollar deal to live instead of a fifty million dollar deal, and he kept raising it because he didn't join until the end. So it's like if Aaron Judge goes on and just like they don't do the contract now. And then he goes on and wins like the World Series, and then wins the World Series MVP. Then his contract's gonna be even more in a couple months. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I feel like I don't think I'm gonna give a number yet, but like I'm saying like it, it could be in Soto's ballpark if he was younger. Like if, if it was a ten year deal, you're giving him four hundred forty million dollars. I'm sorry, like I know that's a lot of money, no, but this guy just hit fifty eight home runs. Now he's getting maybe how many do you think he's gonna get? Like what do you think the number is? To finish the season, you think he gets a seventy? I think he gets yeah, a seventy. No, I think he say like probably like sixty-five. I don't know. I think he can get to seventy. That's twelve home runs, and he's got two weeks left of the season. That's hard. 
the guy's averaging like almost a home run every night. <laughs> True. <laughs> like he's just he True. hit two the other night in Boston. Like over the like what? I don't know. That contract is gonna be tough. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of teams out there throwing a bag at him. But we can't lose in the postseason like right away. You can't fucking go out in the first. Whether you round. guys lose in the postseason or not. He's still going to get paid, but I'm saying, like, for that to go to get a max, like, get a lot of money out of the He's going to want over $300 million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to give him years. Got to give him years. Make sure that he, he feels that he's he's like a Derek Jeter in this seven. situation. I said seven. Seven, eight. Make him feel like a so New York say, Yankee. But you, what's the minimum annually you think he's going to take? In in terms of years or money? Yeah, you got to pay him at least 40 and better. Yeah. 40 and better. The guy just <laughs> hit 58 fucking home runs. Yeah. And it, we're in September. Exactly. And he's going to have probably two more against the Pirates. I'm sorry. Let's see real quick. Hold on. Yeah, I want to see if he got any more last points with baseball. Because, I mean, it's going to it's gonna get interesting as we get down to the playoffs. But I, I, Aaron Judge got to get paid. Give him seven. Give get him, him seven paid. Years. Get Lamar Jackson paid. Give him three fifty. Seven years. Okay. We're gonna see how that goes. You um, got to pay him high annually because you know he you can't give him. You're not gonna give him a ten year contract. That would yeah, be stupid. Obviously, I didn't. I didn't real. I think when we first talked about this, I was like, "Shit, he's thirty. And then like now, nah, that's why yeah. it stuck with me. I was like, "Damn, okay." That's why San Diego was willing to, you know. Empty out the house for <laughs> Soto. He's only tw- 23 years old. They need Tatis back. We're going to see what they can do. But they moved up. They passed the Phillies. Like we talked about way back when, they're not going to even come close to the Dodgers. Yeah. That the was... Dodgers are already at 100 wins. Um, Any other last thoughts? Not really. Not that I can remember off the top of my head. I got to give a shout-out to Derek, though. Oh, my God. Josh Allen just lost the ball fourth and one. Wow. Wow, that was a disaster. Tie seven seven. Yeah, I gotta give a shout out to Dirk. Him and uh, his girl broke up. He deactivated his Instagram. Everybody's saying he's losing O block because of that that law you were talking about. He's having a. He's gonna shout out to Dirk. He canceled like his whole tour. We we're gonna go to him in Philly. He canceled that tour. Canceled the one that he was uh, set to collab on with. Um, shit, I'm blanking on who he was gonna collab with, but he. He's just taking time away, which is okay. You know, um, like I we feel, said, we talked about it. I feel like the feds are coming. Don't say that. I hope that's not true after Young Thug and Gunna. Lil Baby's pro- I feel like Lil Baby's going to be okay. Well, Lil Baby's a certified winner, though. I don't know, bro. I think they're going to clean it up. Don't say that. Don't say that. I don't want it to happen. Don't say you know, that. I don't wish that upon anybody, but yeah, bro, it's inevitable. Well, we pray for better days, right? Yeah. So. That's all we can do is pray. Jose? Episode thirteen in the books. We gotta books. we're gonna we gotta do something different for episode fourteen. Yeah, we probably have someone up up here. Instagram is live. Yes, we're live. Hey, Absolutely. check us out in the mix with Mike. Is that the handle? Yes, sir. Give a follow. Billy gave it's a follow. Happening. Jake, you need a follow on the Instagram. Oh, Jake's yeah, he's already in. Shout out, Jake. We're in the building. All right, everybody, have a good night. Check us out on Apple Podcast, and we'll be back for episode fourteen uh, soon enough. It's up and it's stuck. Was I? Yes, sir. Go Birds.